Uh, good evening and welcome to our Maundy Thursday service. Uh, for those of you who've never been here before, special welcome. I, I'm glad you're here to join us for this. For those of you who have been here many, many times, as you know, this will be a different experience. Um, I think about this service almost all year. And so uh, tonight, the whole idea is for us to gather and to kind of set our minds on uh, the Easter weekend, and so the focus of tonight is on, always on communion and on uh, the crucifixion. In particular tonight, one thing that I wanted us to think about was the physical experiences that Jesus had uh, the night of the crucifixion and also the night of the Last Supper. And so, as we've been saying, this is going to be a tactile, touchy-feely. Somebody said, don't say touchy-feely, you might lose half the guys. You're locked in. We just locked the doors. So there's going to be some touching and some uh, feeling and some smelling of some things to try and bring our senses into the overall experience. So for those of you who have not opened your boxes, uh, I'd invite you to open them now. In them, uh, you'll find four objects. And there's five scenes. So one of the objects you'll receive right away uh, when we come forward for communion. So each scene will prompt you uh, to engage with one of the different objects that you find uh, in your boxes. So if for some reason you didn't grab a box, you probably want to go get one because you'll miss out. Another thing I want to tell you about is Communion, for those of you who are familiar with our communion process, you'll know that uh, we come forward uh, down the aisles, the, as John says, the second and fourth aisle, and then we return back to our seats down the odd aisle, so the one, the three, and the five. Tonight, this is very important, tonight we will wait to take our communion until much later, until after the scene is complete. So please don't take your communion until I prompt us to take communion together. So if you would like to grab your own piece of bread, you can just walk up with your hands uh, not out to receive communion. You'll take a piece of bread. All the bread is gluten-free. You'll dip it in the juice and then you'll bring it back to your seat with you. So don't take the communion until you're prompted. If you want somebody to hand you the communion, you can just reach out your hands. The communion servers will dip the bread and hand you the bread. Then you can hold it until we all take it together. Another thing that we do on this night is we leave in a vow of silence. So we will uh, leave in silence after I read uh, the crucifixion from Mark's gospel, we will leave in silence, and then we'll break our vow of silence when we come back together uh, either Saturday night, for those of you who want to come 6 o'clock Saturday night, or uh, 9 and 10.30 on Sunday morning to celebrate Easter. So again, if you are just arriving, inside your box there are four objects that you'll want You'll be prompted to take out as we go. I intentionally left the lights on so that you could see what they are in there uh, before we start dimming the lights and experiencing. 
Over half of the service is singing, and so I invite you to sing, to participate in the singing. If you would like to just soak it in, uh, you certainly do not have to sing. And if you choose to sit and just allow the song to wash over you, there will be no judgment from anyone stand, sitting, standing by you. You can just take it in as we kind of set our hearts uh, towards the cross and towards the resurrection on Sunday. So again, I thank you so much for being here, for participating, and for walking along this journey of faith. So thank you for coming, and hopefully tonight is a step closer to understanding who Jesus is and the cost at which our restoration and reconciliation to God comes at. So join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight, and our calendar marks time and it marks important dates, and tonight we mark what is called Maundy Thursday, the night of the Last Supper, their rest. And Father, we come to remember, we come to experience, we come to celebrate, because we know that this night is very dark, and yet it is not the end. And so Holy Spirit, as we come tonight together in this place, to journey down this pathway of pondering and experiencing these steps that Jesus took to the cross, I pray that you would move in us in a new way. That you would enliven in us the truth and the reality of the cost that Jesus endured for us. Father, may this time be honoring and glorifying to you. Jesus, we cannot thank you enough. Words fail, so may we communicate our thankfulness with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
Jesus had his disciples with him eating the Passover meal, and he took the bread, and he took the wine, and he gave it to them. I invite you to come forward to get a piece of bread, dip it in the wine, or receive it into your hand, and then wait as we will all partake together.
just now and see there is a table for all who would come for all who would come how can you take of the bread or seize the table for his mercy And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be who was going to do this. Bread and wine, flour, water, salt, spoons scooping, hands kneading, folding and kneading, kneading and folding, downward pressure from the maker, squeezed against the hard surface again and again and again and again. Pulled and twisted, each motion creating the desired result, simple and complex, understandable and mysterious. Stretched and squeezed again and again and again. The maker knows when it is time, when it is ready, when it is finished. Vines, flowers, fruit, sunlight, rain, nutrients, buds bursting with potential, grapes gleaming with juice, skins taut under the pressure, picked, carried, crushed, pressed down and slumbering in a barrel, Yeast consuming the copious amounts of sugar. Time, activity, rest, refreshment. Nature, the environment, the complexity, the love. Look at the wine-soaked bread in your hands. Bring it to your nose and breathe deeply the essence of the elements. Look again. See what they represent. Crushed. Pressed. Offered. Love. Suffering. Sacrifice, offering hope, forgiveness, reconciliation. May we eat and drink in remembrance of Jesus. Mark 15:21 through 32 And they compelled a passerby Simon of Cyrene who was coming in from the country the father of Alexander and Rufus to carry his cross and they brought him to the place called Golgotha which means place of a skull 
And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross, that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reviled him. Wood. This trunk whose life has been brought to an end. Strong and straight it grew and it grew, stretching closer to the sky. Wind, rain, hail, and heat beat against its rugged exterior. Year after year, season after season, absorbing the sun, converting what was outside into something powerful inside. Life was drawn up through every last tentacle of root. Towering over the ground, it stood as a symbol of life. Shade was its gift to those who drew near. Wild animals, birds, beasts sought refuge underneath its canopy of comfort. The axe was laid to its root. Thump, 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 went the axe head. Blow after blow after blow after blow. Angry men beat the tree. Chunk after chunk after chunk after chunk are expelled. Weaker, 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 weaker gets the tree. Little by little, it leans towards the ground until crash, dead. There is no saving her now. Off with the twigs, off with the branches. She is stripped bare and taken to the men who will give her purpose again. Run your finger along the grain. Feel the ruggedness. Feel the splinters. Feel the smoothness that lies underneath. Rub it on the back of your hand. Rub it on your face. Imagine a sliver sliding into your skin. Now imagine 100 on your back, in your legs, those tiny needle-like shards penetrating 
through your epidermis and burrowing deep into the layers of skin, protecting your muscles, never to be removed. Matthew 27, 27 through 31. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. 
And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. Thorns, nature's defense mechanism, the protector of the vine. Stay away. If you want it to harm me, you will pay. The needle sharp point, the brittle end, the stone hard spike, smooth and yet deadly, the protector of the vine, the punisher of the flesh. You are pointy for a purpose. Crowns are made of precious metals, but vines covered in botanical spears. The scalp is no place for a thorn. Mean, nasty, intentionally brutal. You want to be king? We will make you king. Be careful now. How could something so smooth be so painful? Gently press the point of the thorn into your finger. Now, press it into the top of your hand. Run it along your forehead. Now, imagine 50 more being slammed into your scalp. Press down so that each point penetrates your vascular scalp allowing the blood to flow.
Isaiah 53, 2 through 8. For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Because he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? Wham. 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 Into the fire to be softened, onto the anvil to be pounded, into the water to be hardened into the fire to be softened, onto the anvil to be pounded, into the water to be hardened. Into the fire to be softened, onto the anvil to be pounded, into the water to be hardened. Sharper and sharper the point becomes. This small spike will hold fast. Into the wood it will go with ease, splitting the grain forcing its position. Many are used to help life. Many are used to benefit daily life. These are used for death. Before it encounters wood, it will touch flesh. Weathered in callous skin, no match for this cold, hard spike. When impacted by the mallet, it will pierce with ease the skin. Any bone in its path will be fractured and splintered. Thud. The spike sinks into the wood. The arm is stuck, pinned to the wood. Will it hold his weight? Remove the nail from your box. Place it against your face. Feel the coolness of the metal. Place it in the center of your hand. Close your hand tightly around it and squeeze. How does it feel? Now take it and place the point of the nail on your wrist. 
Feel the point press into your skin. Hear the sound of the hammer. Imagine the burn of the spike as it effortlessly moves through your skin, your tendons, your bones. Nothing can stand in its way as it moves towards the wood. Now move your focus to your feet. All the tiny bones in your foot are no match for this spike. Mark 15, 24, and 25. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him.
John 19, 31. Since it was the day of preparation and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. The blood. The liquid of life, the necessary substance for humans, Rich, thick, flowing, contained for now. Cells teeming with life constantly on the move. Without it, the animation of the body is no more. A gallon and a half of volume circulating through all parts of the body, necessary for covenants, required for atonement. The substance that is unseen is the very thing that we need. Iron fills the nostrils. Outside of its proper place, it is different. Thick turning gelatinous, pasty and crusty as the body tries to stop its exit. That distinct scent of iron, blood in your hair, blood in your eyes, blood in your mouth, tasting that bitter metallic residue Blood makes me queasy. Blood is gross. I don't want to see the blood. Blood makes me free. 
blood is required. We need to see the blood. We need to experience the cleansing of the blood. Blood stains. Blood covers. Blood washes clean. Reach in and feel the pouch of blood. Gently squeeze it. Feel the soft and supple nature of it. Now, feel your wrist. Find your pulse. Feel the thump, thump, thump of your own blood. This precious substance that keeps you alive. Now if you're up for it, dip your finger in it. Rub it between your finger and your thumb. You need this. You need this for your forgiveness. This is messy. This is costly. This is the final sacrifice. This is Jesus' everything. Is it beginning to get crusty? His blood was the payment. His blood is the pathway. To close, I would like you to find one of the objects that you have in your box. Place it in your hands or hand. It's your choice. Close your eyes and hear the words of Mark. Imagine you have been following this man for years, left everything for him, and now you've just witnessed something so terrifying. Imagine the scene. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, and they offered him wine and mixed with myrrh. But he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them. 
to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests and the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who crucified were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Olai, Olai, lama sabachthani, which means... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Behold, he is calling Elijah, and someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly, this man was the Son of God.
just sad.